Hi, everyone, and welcome to Murder and Merlot. We are a true crime book club podcast. I'm your host, Tara. And I'm your host, Michelle. We are putting down our books and picking up the paper. Because this is the morning news. Not just any morning news, but a special spooky morning news. Ooh. <laughs> We're already We're excited. We haven't even started. Love all, it. All of our audio equipment's being weird tonight. I don't know. Something's in the air. My cat's yowling in the background. So. Yeah. So if you hear ghostly noises, it might be a cat, might be a ghost. You, it might you be never a ghost. know. Whatever. Yeah. I'm we'll wearing see. a witch hat as we record. Yes. You know. Yeah. It's great. It's very mm-hmm. festive. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, we're super excited for this episode. It's going to be a little bit different than our regular morning news because we decided rather than doing news stories, we're going to more so do kind of spooky stories that we found in a great book that I used to Mm -hmm. read all the time when I was a kid and uh, we got a copy of it and it's from More Ghost Stories of Alberta. We both picked stories from that book, so it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be the same. so excited. Same format as uh, the morning news, but uh, just with spooky stories. Because it's spooky season. Yeah, exactly. So why wouldn't we Mm -hmm. do ghost stories? It's the perfect time. Yeah. And we just had one quick update before we got started in the true crime world. I just saw right before recording that um, Doc Antle from Tiger King has been indicted on wildlife trafficking charges. So I thought that was interesting. I wanted to mention that not a whole lot of details have really been announced about it, but at least we know that things are happening. If nothing else good came out of this year, mm-hmm. Tiger King came out and all of these like horrible animal trafficking, animal abuse people are like getting put under the mm-hmm. microscope. Exactly. Yeah. So I was just looking at a CNN news article written by Jennifer Henderson. And yeah, it talks about both um, Myrtle Beach Safari, and then it also talks about Wilson's Wild Animal Park, which is another one of these very similar situations. So both of these places were being investigated at the end of December of 2019, I believe. That's what it said at the end of Tiger King when it was like, by the way, Mm -hmm. this is being investigated right at the very end. So these two places are being looked into. They have both been indicted. So that's Good. Um, All I could find about Doc Antle was, along with Antle, two of his daughters were charged with misdemeanor counts of cruelty to animals and violating the Endangered Species Act. So that's pretty much all we know at the moment, but it's better than nothing. Better than nothing. Yep. I'm pumped about it. Yeah. The rest of the article is basically him talking about how everybody's falsely attacking my treatment of animals and slandering my reputation and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, maybe don't have a cult and treat animals poorly because it's not great. We don't like that. No. We're talking about it, but we don't actually like that people do it. No, absolutely not. And those animals deserve better. Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's pretty much my only true crime update for today, but I thought that was pretty cool news. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Well, without further ado, let's get spooky. Grab your glass and get cozy. Let's talk about spooky things. Tink, tink. Michelle and her water bottle. Mm. (laughs) I was 
many things drank this weekend. Oh yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh yeah. Good point. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our <laughs> Canadians. Yeah. Just, just want to say Canadian Thanksgiving is much better. Yes. Just saying, just saying it's a good time yeah. of year. I think American Thanksgiving is too close to Christmas. That's I, I think so too. I think it's like too many holidays too close together. And yeah, exactly. That's yeah. my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Hopefully everybody had a good long weekend and got to eat lots of food, drink lots of um, drinks and all that good stuff. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed lots of wine, lots of wine. Oh man. My family's fantastic. We had margaritas and Jaeger shots. Wow. Wine. White claws, Baileys in our coffee. Yeah, like we're not alcoholics, I swear, but we just know how to have a good long weekend. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Well, I I can see why you're drinking water then. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Shall I start? I would love if you started, yeah. Okay. So like Tara said, this story is from the Ghost Stories of Alberta book, but it's also... It's also a story that I knew before reading the story. So it's super fun. cool. Yeah. Yeah. The title of the story is Who Could She Be? La Boheme Restaurant. And I literally squealed when I, when I found the story. <laughs> um, the La Boheme Restaurant is in a gorgeous old building in the neighborhood where I grew up. So it's in the Highlands area of Edmonton. And I've heard stories about this place. Um, and it's spooky guest for pretty much as long as I can remember. We used to tell ghost stories when I was in junior high, like just down the street from there. Nice. And it always came up in conversation about there. So yeah, it's kind of fun to, to find it actually in print. Yeah. Um, so the author was meeting a friend at La Boheme in the spring of 1995. She arrived early and she was visiting with the restaurateur, Ernst Eater. That's a and tricky while, name. It is <laughs> a tricky story. name. I've practiced it a couple times. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's very strange. Not a lot of vowels, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and, and to have two E's, like yeah. Ernst Eater. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. But yeah, anyway, he's the owner of the restaurant and um, she was, like I said, she arrived early. So she was waiting and she asked him if the building was haunted. And this is a direct quote from the book. The words were no sooner out of my mouth when the lid of the sugar dish at my table lifted off its base and set itself down on the table a good centimeter or more away from the bowl. I was grateful that Ernst was still standing beside me, so he had also seen the strange movement. Oh, yes, Ernst confirmed. She usually only comes out late at night, though, after closing. Oh, great. Also, I love that this woman just straight up is asking everybody, so is this place haunted? Like, I bet she does that everywhere. And I think I'm going to start doing that, honestly. Right? <laughs> That's super fun. But you might have your lid off of your sugar bowl taken off by some, you know, spirit. Well, <laughs> and my question would be answered. Right? <laughs> uh, just after that, the lunch crowd picked up and she was unable to continue with her chat with Ernst that day. But when she was asked to do a reading for one of the local librarian associations at the La Bohem, she gladly accepted. Ernst greeted her when she arrived, and while taking her coat, Barbara was able to learn more about the ghost. Quote, the building officially known as the Gibbard Block was constructed in 1913 as a luxury apartment building. The spirit likely lived or worked in the building during its early days. She is a distinctly benign spirit who rarely makes herself felt while the restaurant is open. When the staff's closing up at night, though, they can sometimes hear her and feel her presence. Other than that, she stays in the basement. 
Ernst explained. For this reason, the staff, uh, sorry, lost my place. The staff suspects that the phantom may have been a laundress for one of the original families who lived in the apartment building. Over the years, a few staff members have told Ernst that they feel uneasy if they're alone in the restaurant late at night. Some have even asked not to be scheduled to do lockup. And Ernst has always been happy to comply. He seems just like happy to hang out and right. He's just chill. He's hey, like, whatever. Hang out with this ghost. He's like, cool. Yeah. I get that you're uncomfortable, but she right. ain't going anywhere. Right, so. exactly. I just kind of have to and I gotta, at this point. I gotta keep staff. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'd heard stories about like plates moving on tables after they've locked up for the night, glasses being tipped over, lights flickering, all of like the usual stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the restaurant staff would start closing up in teams because they didn't want one person there by themselves. Because if there was oh, yeah. one person there, then more stuff would happen. Oh, yeah. And I also heard that they keep a ghost light lit at the bottom of the stairs to keep the ghost happy. Interesting. Ghost no, I haven't. When I was in theater, um, we always had, it's like a theater superstition. There's always one light left on backstage and it's called the ghost light because most theaters are haunted. Well, yeah. I know the theater in our town where my high school was. Yeah. It was definitely haunted. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you just leave leave the light on for them and it keeps the ghost happy. Yeah. If they turn the light off, then I can't remember why you leave the ghost light on. Like what happens to the ghost? They get angry or something, but it's Ooh. showing respect. It's like showing respect to the, the entity that lives there. Oh, that's so interesting. I've never heard of that before. I just yeah, always leave yeah. my lights on because I'm terrified of the dark as a 26-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> cat just yowling in the background i'm sorry <laughs> that picked up really well on the audio i love it <laughs> he's being a creep i don't know why he's being so needy tonight it's so funny because there's uh, something in the air and animals can sense the energy so he's just watching you mom apparently yeah <laughs> but yeah so that's that's what i know about ghost lights and you know the theater community is very superstitious so yeah yeah that doesn't surprise yes. me at all <laughs> Yes. Um, the restaurant, so La Boheme, isn't actually there anymore. The mm. building still is. It was just recently renovated in the last couple of years. And in the spot where the restaurant was, there's now like a sweet little coffee shop in there. Ooh. So the next time in, I'm in the city, I'm going to go yeah. get myself a coffee. And you better um, ask if it's haunted. I'm going to see if I can get some spooky vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe it's the building or maybe it's Ernst. <laughs> Maybe right. he just follows him because sometimes Maybe. ghosts are attracted to people. Oh man, that building has given me the creeps. Yeah. Since I was little. Like yeah, it's probably and the that, building, but you it's know. It's probably the building. And there's more than one floor because it used to be an apartment building, right? But mm-hmm. even when you drive past at night, you know that feeling. You're just oh like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I get that for definitely a few places around our town. I mean, I've talked about uh, our, yeah. our ghost walk and everything like that, but there's a funeral yeah. home that was a part of the ghost walk. And I always just stare at it when I'm driving by and lights always flickering. Me too. Yeah. Some of those places. The hotel. I'm, yeah. And the hotel. I, yeah. Every time I'm stopped at that stoplight by the hotel, I'm like, I yeah. look, I'm like, do I see anything moving in those windows? Like, Oh yeah. I'm always looking in the windows of places. Mm-hmm. Like I know that building's empty, but what if there's a face there? <laughs> and there's another building in our town that's multiple people have died in and we know oh, about it and it's and yeah. it's right across from a dentist office and like yeah there's been kids that have gone to this dentist office that they refuse to go because mm. of the scary lady that watches them from the window across the street 
Yeah. yeah. And uh, actually very interesting. My best friend used to live there and it used to be a hospital and that place is yeah. terrifying. And just, yeah. Oh, thinking about it. Like I'm getting the chills, just thinking about being in that building and even more scary was the basement where there was still medical tables and random medical oh, equipment looking things and, and just random mannequins as well too, that were just like full on mannequins too. So you'd like turn a corner and there's just a person standing there. Like it was what? awful. I only went in the basement that like one to- or two times. Okay, but that's a that happens a lot in our town. I don't know what is with here that they yeah. like mannequins, but there's always mannequins yeah. in all the creepy places, and I don't like it. No, let's boycott here mannequins, burn yeah. them in the but middle of town. Particular... <laughs> <laughs> we'll just round them all up, yeah, and it'll be fine. Just like no more mannequins. <laughs> yeah, no. But that building also used to be a spa. I went used I know. to go for massages in there, yeah. and I'd be like you'd hear kids laughing in the hall and you're like, well, that's oh, relaxing. Yeah. But now that or, I know what I know. Yeah. Or not, you'd watch people no like, kids. walk up the stairs, but then later you'd hear like, oh, you're the only client here at the moment or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, who just walked up the stairs? Yeah. Well, yeah. I need to put my clothes on and go. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. My Uber's here in 2007. Right. <laughs> right. Bye. In a town of 6,000 people. <laughs> that definitely did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lots of memories yeah. from that place. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 So that's my story. Great story. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love that you have a personal yeah. connection to it. Yeah. So, you want to come to the city fun. with me? I'll show you it. I mean, add it to the road trip plan. We have so Thanks. many road trips to do. Maybe when we go to Fort Saskatchewan, when we go to the fort, then we can, you know, go through Edmonton. Right. Right through there. You know, yeah. we could have a sleepover at my folks' place. It'll be fun. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I'm sure there's lots of a, places a, in Edmonton. There is. Yeah. There's a lot. Ghost tour. A haunted, a haunted hospital. There's, yeah. 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 That's true. I've heard about mm-hmm. that. Yep. Fun mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. All right. I guess that means it's time for my story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my story is also from More Ghost Stories of Alberta, which uh, I should shout out. Andrea, our friend, because she hooked us up. We both had these yes. books growing up. I could vividly picture exactly what they looked like, but I don't know where mine are. But uh, yeah. yeah, Andrea's just like, oh, hey, I have those books. I'll just lend them to you. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Thank you, Andrea. Appreciate I that. didn't have I didn't have these ones. I had the original Ghost Stories of Alberta, right. and then an ex-boyfriend stole it, and I'm still kind of bitter. Yeah. yeah. Curse him. And I actually, I'm wearing a witch hat. I could. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Give it a go. <laughs> Start spouting some curses. See what happens. <laughs> who knows who you're going to haunt, but. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, actually, when we first started thinking about this podcast idea, I wrote down all the books that I wanted to talk about. And I actually wrote down Ghost Stories of Alberta because I'm like, I remember yes. that book so well. So yeah, now we're doing it for a spooky season. Love it. Yeah. So again, author Barbara Smith. And my story is Rancher Stays On After Death. Of course, I thought this would be interesting because we come from farming backgrounds and, and you know, yes, you're on a ranch, middle of nowhere, kind of know what that feels like. So yeah. 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 Let's dive in. So this story takes place on a haunted farm near Black Diamond, Alberta, which is just south of Calgary. All of the details. I know. Yeah. 
Wiley has family there that has a, a ranch, uh, and it's beautiful. Probably one of the nicest places yeah. in Alberta, honestly. Yeah. I think Des and I have gone like three years in a row. Yeah. It's gorgeous, but I didn't know about this. So Yeah. I'm really, I really wanted to ask them why these family that lives there, if they've ever heard of the story, but I didn't quite get to see them on Thanksgiving. We just missed them. So I was like, damn it. So maybe I'll find out. And if they have any more information to add, I'll add it to yeah. our next spooky season or not spooky season. <laughs> I'm just so used to saying spooky season now. Our next spooky episode, maybe I'll give an update on this. Awesome. So, yeah. All of the details came from a woman named Katrina Dybel Logan, as she had grown up on the ranch that belonged to her grandparents. And let me tell you, her grandparents had quite the story. I almost wish that my family had some crazy history like this, but I also don't want any more hauntings in my life. And I mean, I- don't I, wish stuff like that. No, I know, but it's, it's, it would be such a fun party story. I mean, I am apparently related to a serial killer, but- this story is a little bit more lighthearted, a uh, little bit easier to tell other people. I feel like it's more appropriate to be like, hey, my grandfather was once a suspect in a murder rather than, hey, my relative actually murdered a bunch of people in horrible, gruesome ways. But I guess depends yeah, on the crowd. You know, you know, yeah, I guess. Depends on the crowd. I mean, if yeah, you're talking to yeah. me or Michelle, then maybe the latter would be more exciting. But <laughs> she'd be like, back up. Yeah. Start over. We need to know what's yeah. happening. But sorry, you're not going to know because we're not going to talk about that story today or probably ever. Yeah. <laughs> so probably back to not. the haunted farm we go. Oh. I'm such a dick. <laughs> I'm really happy I'm actually not at my farm right now. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm talking about a haunted farm, right? So Katrina's grandparents originally were from Saskatchewan, but they decided to make the move westwards in order to work on a ranch owned by a name, owned by, owned by a name, fuck, <laughs> owned by a man <laughs> named Ed Martson. This worked out quite well for the couple as they had a good relationship with the rancher, and seeing as Ed didn't have any children to pass down the farm to once he got older, he offered them a deal. If they continued to live and work on the ranch with him, they could buy him out over the years. The couple happily agreed and started putting roots down. They built a house on the property and worked hard to make the ranch a success. The agreement was working out well for everyone. That is until the fire happened, however. Always a good sign. Yeah. Fire usually doesn't make things better. <laughs> Just Never. Saying. Not usually, no. <laughs> nah. Unless you're getting that insurance money. <laughs> Kidding. Shh. <laughs> now, if my house or something burns down now, I'm going to look real suspicious. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to look good, dude. We are recorded. There's okay. some sort of proof. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Kara. <laughs> it was sometime in the 1940s when the main ranch house went up in flames. Unfortunately, the building was not the only thing that fell victim to the fire. Martson was inside. As if this wasn't already shocking and difficult for the couple, what made matters worse was that Katrina's grandfather was charged with murder. The tragic accident unfolded into a murder investigation when the autopsy found a bullet lodged in the man's brain. From there, the puzzle pieces seemed to have fallen together effortlessly, as the police thought they had an obvious suspect with a financial motive. Katrina's grandfather, of course, had an interest in acquiring Martson's ranch, so it just made sense that he was the one behind it all. They surmised that after shooting the old man, he set the house on fire in order to make the death look like an accident. 
Further investigation of the crime scene found interesting new evidence that proved the suspect's innocence. Inside the home where Ed Martson had been sitting when the fire had started was a pack of 22-gauge shotgun shells. In a bizarre series of events, the heat from the blaze caused the ammunition to explode, and Ed was unfortunately in the direct path of at least one of those bullets. It had traveled through his body and came to a halt inside of his brain. What? Right. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that factual? I should have fact-checked, but that's what the police had found anyways. Weird. Uh-huh. Unlucky for old Ed, but a fortunate find for Katrina's grandfather. And then there was a cough. Great. <laughs> mm -hmm. Was that a ghost cough or a regular it cough? A, it was just a Des cough. Okay, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> Unlucky for old Ed, but a fortunate find for Katrina's grandfather. The charges were dropped, and the ownership of the ranch was handed over to the couple. But the story doesn't end there, because Martzen decided he was not ready to leave just yet, or maybe ever. It wasn't long until unusual things started to happen around the farm. It started when a lid for the grandmother's roaster went missing. Surely it had to be inside the house somewhere, but instead it was found outside across the property. Having no way of getting there on its own, or even by the strong winds of southern Alberta, it seemed as though someone else must have been there. And to Katrina's grandmother, it really did seem like someone else was there. She had felt the presence of Ed lingering around their home so strongly, it was as if he had never actually perished. He. Yeah. Ooh, I just got the chills. Yep. <laughs> it may have taken her husband a little longer to experience the entity's presence, but it became common for him as well, but in the shop, rather. Most of the grandfather's time was spent repairing equipment. Each night when he was finished, he would shut all the lights off, head to the house, and glance back to make sure all was well. Oddly, it was becoming a common occurrence that by the time he reached the front steps, lights would be turned back on in the shop. No matter how many times he would check the lights before leaving, they would all be back on, shining brightly. Which, sidebar, makes me think of a conversation that Michelle and I had not too long ago about ghost jobs. <laughs> we, hear oh, so yeah. <laughs> we hear so many stories about ghosts in hotels and restaurants or like Ed in his shop. And it just makes me wonder if these ghosts are just stuck doing their same old jobs for the rest of eternity. If that is true, maybe that's what hell is. Just saying. Right? You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna retire and yeah. I'm gonna, you know, live out my life and I'm not gonna have to work anymore. And then you die and then you're like, oh man, I'm back yeah. working at McDonald's. Right? <laughs> back washing ditches, ditches, dishes. <laughs> oh boy. I tell you. But yeah, very interesting. Or like, I think in the Banff Springs Hotel, is that the one? I think they have uh, one of the, oh, what are those called? It's like oh, a bellboy. There's, oh, yeah. a, there's a bellboy yeah. ghost there. So it's like, that was his job when he was living, and now he's just stuck there permanently. Just died and got put back to work. Yeah. That's not fun. No. No wonder, like, ghosts like to fuck with people. The right. only entertainment they would get, honestly. And I mean, <laughs> the vet clinic, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, totally. So, like, Maybe like all the previous vets and vet techs are just yeah coming back and hanging out and working. Yeah, and maybe some animals too. I was gonna say um, they're demon dogs. <laughs> I don't think they're demon dogs. <laughs> I just think they're entities that haven't found their way out yet. 
Maybe if they're dash hounds, they're demon dogs. Okay. Well, there are some exceptions. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're going to get hate mail. (laughs) Dash hounds are adorable. Yes. They're adorable, but they're the only breed of dog that I've ever broken skin on my face with their teeth. Yeah. So that's fair. I'm a little, I'm a little biased. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) Land sharks. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Fun little sidebar. (laughs) Back to the story. After many years, the couple eventually sold the ranch, but still, Martzen remained. The new owners got to know him as they always heard him walking on the veranda or crashing things in the house. Which I hate. I hate when things just like Mm -hmm. randomly crash. It just, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. A wife of an employee on the ranch once saw an image of Ed Martzen while she was resting on the couch. Regardless of it being an apparition or a dream, it was unsettling as the old man had died many years ago and they had never met. Another common occurrence was the pranks that he would play on the workers. And I quite like this part, so I'm going to read a quote from the book. So, quote, The ghost had never caused any serious trouble, although some of his pranks were undeniably annoying. For instance... Working in the vegetable garden with a pitchfork seems to be an invitation for Ed's ghost to start playing tricks. He may let you work undisturbed, but you can be sure that the only place you won't find your pitchfork when you next need it is wherever you left it. End quote. Oh, <laughs> and that just kind of makes me happy because I feel like Ed is just getting some enjoyment in his afterlife. And he is also an accepted entity in the place that he built and loved. So I just thought that was kind of cute and lighthearted. I love that. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> like I could just but see. But also, who uses a pitchfork in their garden? I use a pitchfork in my garden. <laughs> Am I missing out? What, what do you use your pitchfork for? I, gotta... uh, I <laughs> use it for my carrots, but our ground is so hard, it's like cement. So, uh, yeah. But that's usually what I use it for. Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. potatoes and stuff. So, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But now oh. I'll pay more attention to see if my pitchfork is where I left it because sometimes I just don't pay attention. So maybe mine's being moved and I don't even know. Yeah. Yep. Maybe yeah, I have an edit sorts in our yard. Oh. <laughs> maybe that would make well, all the sounds a little bit better. Yeah. Well, my brother's house, who his house is in the same yard as mine, I am convinced it's very haunted. I can't even walk. I can't even go inside in the middle of the day. Like it just, there is some energy in there that I cannot deal with like I just walk into his house like I call his house the grocery store because we live out of town so if I need food I just go to his place because he's never (laughs) home so I just see if he has it first (laughs) but just being inside there for one minute I'm like freaking out so oh so maybe that ghostly thing maybe travels to the garden between our houses who knows maybe 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 is it wrong that I want to go to your brother's house I mean, you can come with me and sage it because I feel like it's very needed. I have some sage. We could do that. Okay. I've never saged a house before, but I'm willing to try it. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) I stayed over one time in the basement with my friend after a party, and it wasn't too bad at the time, but I mean, I was only drinking a little bit, but she ended up sleepwalking. Yeah, she was sleepwalking all over the house, and she ended up sleepwalking and walking outside, and I don't think she was much of a sleepwalker ever before, but it happened in that house, so that's kind of weird. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. My brother always has lights flicking on and off as he's 
laying down and he's just like, oh boy. And he's convinced that my friend and I brought our Ouija board in there. We did not. Just want to set the record straight. Did not bring it into that house. Didn't have anything to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, and don't don't mess with the Ouija board. Man. I, well, I don't anymore because it went missing, remember? Right? <laughs> it's just gone. do it. It just vanished, which is even more terrifying. Probably in your brother's house. <laughs> yeah, we never, wouldn't that be a crazy twist? We've never bought it there before, but it shows up there. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. That'd be bad. Weird. They're like, we're going to let ourselves into the realm. Open the doors and... Maybe that's what happened this year. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Great. Somebody left the door open on their Ouija board in 2020. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Fuck that up. (laughs) Come on. Always close out your board. You have to. If you're going to do it, you got to do it right. Don't fuck around. (laughs) Don't screw around with a Ouija board. Exactly. Yeah, but anyways, that was my spooky story about the rancher that stayed on after his death. I love it. I love that. I like that it was a little bit murdery and then ended in a ghost story. I thought that was cool. Well, and there is a a fairly local Alberta murder case that Mm -hmm. there was a fire Mm -hmm. that looked like a fire at first and then it turned out to be like a murder and it yeah. was horrible. So it yeah. is a very bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that happens. And the only reason why they were caught is because they shot the dog outside. And then mm-hmm. they started looking into it further. So because that's weird. Yeah. Anyways, we yeah. thought we would anyway. end our spooky episode with a little bit of Michelle's spooky special experiences. Yeah. I had yeah. a special yeah. all to myself, but Michelle hasn't had yeah. that chance yet. So do you have any yeah. ghost stories for us, Michelle? I do, I do. And um, this one's completely unscripted because it's, it's just from my memory. Mm-hmm. So bear with me a little bit. But it's about something that I saw on a baby monitor. Always <laughs> creepy. Uh, yeah, I, I spend my life living in fear of seeing something on the baby monitor. Oh, yeah. That's and, like me um, and my trail cameras or my parents have cameras yeah. and I'm just like, oh, I always feel like something's going to pop out. And I think it's part of it's because of paranormal activity, right? The movie. Oh, Cause yeah. Like, the baby monitor and like it's black and white and yes. they always look creepy. Like they always uh, look like little demon babies because their eyes are glowing. Like, yes. I was right? just thinking about in paranormal activity. It just like pans the room slowly and it's just like, oh, I hate this, <laughs> but I'm going to. Yeah. No. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm super grateful for the fact that I had a had a camera baby monitor so I could see my baby and, you know, see that they were breathing and happy and, you know, not right. You know, in trouble. But the one night I go to go to bed and this is when James was a baby and because I wouldn't open that door because he didn't sleep. (laughs) So if I opened that door, he would wake up. Mm -hmm. So I just would go and I would like turn on the baby monitor and just make sure he's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this night it was like late fall and I, turned on the baby monitor and there's, I shit you not, a white glowing orb floating over my baby. And I was like, oh no, the fuck is that? And I literally sat and stared at the baby monitor for a long time watching this like thing like move around over top of my baby. And I was like, no. Okay, cool. So I called my husband and I was like, what the fuck is that? And he was like, he looks at it and he's like, oh, it's probably just like a bug or something. Like there's a moth in his room. And it, I was like, it's a glowing 
orb. It's a glowing orb. Yeah. And he's like, he's not going in there because he's like, I am not waking up that baby. Mm-mm. You can't make me. And I'm like, yeah. okay. So he goes back downstairs and I was like, okay, go and sit on my bed. And I look and the orb is glowing. I was like, I'm going to go look for a bug. I'm going to go look for a bug because it's a bug, right? Yep. It's so got to be. Go, and I sneak into his room and there's nothing. But I'm holding the baby monitor Ugh. in my hand and I can still see the orb floating around over top of him. And I was like, okay. So I like back out of the room and I'm like, what do I do? Cause I can't leave mm-hmm. whatever that is in there. But if I take yeah. him out of there, I'm going to wake him up and it might follow me into my room. Right. Like, no. Oh my God. So I'm like, okay. And so that I got brave and I walked in and I get, I'm holding the baby monitor and I'm like, walk in and I'm like, thank you for your visit, but can you please leave? And I said it out loud mm-hmm. and I watched on the baby monitor, the orb floated around for a second and then it just like went off the screen and disappeared. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I have full body chills. I am kind of freaking out here. I, yeah. And I was like, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> this is fine. This is fine. So then I was like, all right, my baby is fine. Whatever that is, is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, he's safe. Yeah. I'm going to go to bed. So I go to bed. And then in the morning, I wake up and I have this song stuck in my head. And it's the Tennessee Waltz by Patsy Cline. Which, that's a weird song to get stuck in your head. Mm-hmm, especially um, when you're ex- listening to like gangster rap. <laughs> right. But that was my grandpa's favorite song. Aww. And then I looked at the date and I was like, holy shite. It's the anniversary of my grandpa's death today. Aww. And so my grandparents' wedding anniversary was the day before. So I was like, well, I think they came to visit him. Like, I think they came for a visit. Yeah. And I just asked them to leave. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that was them. So I'm going to go with that, that it, yeah. was, it was a happy ghost and they were just yeah. checking out my baby. But and I still. Yeah. yeah. Still. You're creeping me out, man. Now I'm like checking behind my shoulders. The, like my audio just went a little like fuzzy and weird for a moment. And now I'm just like. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I have that feeling in my chest, like, yeah. Ooh. God. Ooh. And I have, like, I recorded mm-hmm. the video on my on my baby monitor on my phone, so I will send Tara the video so she can post it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So excited. So mm-hmm. it's weird because I realize. I sorry, I do this all the time, and maybe this is annoying, but I always picture where these things happen, right, in my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things yeah. happen in certain places that obviously that's not where it happened. But so even the first time you told me the story, when it just happened, I realized that I was picturing this happening in my spare bedroom just because that's, I don't know. I just, I had where you're sitting. Yeah. I, well, yeah. So I had a a bed in there and for some reason in my mind, like that was James's bedroom. Like just when I was picturing your story, that's where it took place. And now I'm just realizing that that is the bedroom that I'm in right now that I renovated into my podcast studio. And now I'm like, Ooh, this is creepy. Cause now I'm 
picturing hey. a ghost behind me because that's exactly where it would be in my imagination. So I'm creeping myself out here. This is what happens. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm really good at it, guys. <laughs> yep. Retelling that story creeps me out too. Oh, like, yeah. What, what are the chances? Like, uh, yeah. I that's literally said, thank you for your visit, but you need mm-hmm. to go. And then yeah. it, it left. Yeah, absolutely. And not that I can really give advice on ghost things, but I feel like I've had a lot of ghost encounters, but I, I've yeah. absolutely done that before. When I, <laughs> I know there was a ghost while I was at work after hours, like really late at night at like one o'clock or whatever, when there would be a lot of ghost activity and I would <laughs> be working on an assignment that I needed to get done. And I would just be like, please just let me finish this. I will be out in an hour and I'm sorry to be in your space and I respect you, but please, can you just let me be for this amount of time and then I will, I'll leave your space or whatever. Like I would always talk yeah. to them out loud and I always felt like it helped a lot. Oh, totally. I yeah. mean, I'm also the person that says please and thank you to my Google Home. So <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> it's, yeah. I just being a good human, but yeah. also be a good human to the ones on the other side because you don't want to piss them off. Right. You don't want to piss them right. off. And it might be your grandma or your grandpa that you're talking to. You don't know. Right. Be respectful. It's like, the best thing you can do. Well, picturing it as my, my grandparents was better than picturing it as like a demon child oh is attaching itself to my baby. Oh God, please don't say that. I hate mm. that. I hate somebody it Somebody told, somebody said that to me after I told them the story and I was like, why, why, why? did you do that? Why? 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 Don't put that out there into the universe. <laughs> no. <laughs> do you no. want that for my child? <laughs> no. Oh my I God. remember sending you that video. Oh though, yeah. I, I, I think I sent it to you on Snapchat. And you I'm did. Like, yeah. What the hell is happening? Oh, I know. And I was just like, <laughs> Oh boy. So glad I'm not you right now. Good luck with that. I, I have to, I have to go in there because that's yeah, my, I made that's that. your that's no. your baby. You can't just be like, that's okay, bye. Then for yourself, tiny. We, we we had a good run. Yeah, you know. Survival of the fittest. Right. That's how nature works. I'm, I'm sure it's fine. It's fine. He'll have a friend. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be okay. Oh my God. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let us know if Michelle gave you the chills because I got the chills like five times as you were talking. (laughs) Yeah. So did I. (laughs) So crazy. Yeah. And if you have a a spooky story, make sure you send it into us because we love them. Yeah. You can email us at murderandmerlot at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at Podcast. Facebook at Murder Merlot Podcast, and Twitter at Murder and Merlot One. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. We would love if you subscribed. And if you don't, you're dead to me, and I will haunt you. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. And remember to drink wine. Because it's not good to keep things bottled up. Wow. Bye. Bye. Do you want to do it again? It's fine. (laughs) I slur it every time.